What's up, boys and girls? Welcome back. This is the Emergency Nine Golf Podcast. I am Mike Maroney here with McLean, Jay, and Tom back for another weekly episode. We're going to recap all of the uh, action from the PGA Championship at Kiowa, which I really hope you watched if you're a golf fan. But before we get started, we get some big late breaking news. The one and only, our own Jay Woodson got off the schneid. Made a hole in one today. It happened. It was real. Congrat- Wait, can we say that? Does your boss know you played golf today? He it did. Monday. Okay. I took, All right. I took a half day today. It's on the books. Okay, it's on the books. All right. I'm not spoiling anything there. I'm <laughs> no. sure you were I'm sure you were in your emails the whole time. But congratulations, Mr. Jay Woodson. Magnolia Green, number three, 195 yards, six iron. You know, tell us all about it, sir. We're going to play, yeah, play by in-depth reaction, play by play. In your best, you Jim Nance, dude. Hello, friend. I'm such I'm not a very good Jim Nance guy. I mean, how, how are you going to follow something like that? Um, no, it was good. I played in the Daryl Green Charity Classic there in Richmond. He, uh, he's he got a nice little foundation raising a bunch of money for a good cause and education and um, youth life. Um, so it was a good good tournament. Um, shout out to a good buddy of mine, David Dowdy with interior 2000 in Richmond. He, he kind of bought the team. He's been begging me to play for the last couple of years and I couldn't do it. And today was the day we had a good group played with Robert Royal who's a former Redskin, great guy. Um, and we had a blast. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, they told me what, what the number was. I said, all right, I'll go for it. <clears throat> first time, first time for everything. Right. I had a good shot. Actually. It wasn't like a you know one of those silly ones where you you know top it up there. I actually hit a six iron, hit it, flushed it right where I was aiming. Um, only thing that would have been cooler is if I had actually seen the ball go in the hole from the tee because there was like ten people. It was like a little bit of a backup, and everyone's like, "Oh, great shot!" But no one, I guess, with the glare, you couldn't see if the ball went in the hole. We just drive up there, and uh, sure enough, Rob Royal goes up there and said, "It's in the hole, bro. It's in the hole." <laughs> Love it. <laughs> like, that does suck that your first one you didn't see go in. I feel like, and I had never had one, so I got no idea what it's like. But you haven't had one either? No, I'm over. Wow. Yeah. I So here's the thing, though, which really sucks for me because every time never someone, had. you've never had one either, McLean? Okay, good. All right, I have a little company because every time someone would ask me, I'm like, have you ever held a whole one? And I would say, no. People are like, oh, man, really? I'm like, yeah, but Jay Woodson's never had one either. <laughs> I would that, always use I would always over. use you as my defense. Can't do it like, if Jay hasn't had one. I mean, why do you expect me to have one? <laughs> but now that's I what lost it does, that. right? Like hole in ones, we all know a guy that's a, a nine handicap that's made like four. Yeah. And you're like, how in the world? You hit four greens around, you know, yeah. and then you happen one of those goes in the hole. Yeah. But I mean, I, you haven't had one either. There's definitely some no, when I was a when I was a kid, I landed one in the hole at number four at Pine Valley in Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, and I landed in the hole and it stayed in the hole just long enough for me to put my hands over the head and it just comes flying out. And oh. about that time, my club went from over my head to uh, making that cool helicopter noise. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but that, no, I've never had one other than that. But yeah, I landed one in the hole, came out as close as I've ever been. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Tom, how, how many of you have? Believe it or not, I've had three, and I'm the, I'm probably the 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 fourth best player in this group right here, and I've had more than all you bitches. So I was a part of one of those. Dave was one. Dave was part of one of them. We were playing a practice round for one of his tour events, right? Yeah, that's right. So like 
I'm out there just, just you know, he's playing a practice round. I was like, I, I want to come hang out. He's like, well, you you can play. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, we'll just pretend like you're really good. And I'm like, okay. So I have to wear long pants? He's like, yeah, you got to wear long pants and act like you know what you're doing. I was like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> no, that's not all true. But anyway, yeah, we were playing at Jay. Here we, this is typical, right? We're practice round for Jay's tour event, and we're on this par three, and he's helping me with my swing. Which is, you know, right? So like. Because Jay didn't need help with his swing. No, no, yeah, but you, yeah. How, you can't fix you can't fix perfection. So, <laughs> yeah. like, I hit this shot. It's going at the hole. We're not even barely looking. Jay's like, "Yeah, that was pretty good." You know, <laughs> what you climbed on a little bit as we're talking. He goes, "Doink, boom, just drop no. it." <laughs> it was like shock. We both <laughs> kind of like looked at each other, like, "Ah!" <laughs> but do you remember that guy Jay that came with the guy from like one of the houses over there? Came and brought us beers. Yeah, that's right. right. So really? some guy was like on the hole. Like there was some houses down the left side, and and some guy heard us scream, which means me scream. Yeah, he, he's like, oh, he's like, I think some woman just made a hole in one. Is, it, is she behind you? Yeah. Did you hear that lady screaming out there? <laughs> but this dude, no, no, no shit. This guy walked out with two beers. That's cool. Um, Remember that? Joke? That's pretty awesome. cool. Yeah, that was, was awesome. That's good on him. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, and I wasn't. Said, All right, get out of here so I could play like real golf. I was like, okay, no. good luck. I, I wasn't gonna drink tonight. I woke up a little early this morning, and then I was like, "Wait a minute, Jay had a whole one. I got a yeah. drink. We all got to raise a glass to, to Mr. Woodson." Yeah, yeah. bird. I, next Here. time, I'll yeah, I'll send you the bill for this. Mm-hmm. Drinks are on you. Thanks, boys. Now for you're us, with your dear wife. And, you know, again, we talked about this earlier, but you know, there was a there was a prize for a car. So I'm still waiting to see how this all shakes out. I had a couple of people from the Chevrolet company say you can't win it if you're a pro. So I don't know if that's a real thing. I think, I think that's bullshit. I think that's a little weird. This. We're gonna we're gonna yeah, put our gonna, best people on this. Yeah, say, look, that's perfectly fine. Just cut me a check for you yeah. Know, so I'm I'm putting it out there. I'm making it real. It's gonna be yeah. recorded. So mm-hmm. have you have you told our legal team about this yet? <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> they got us. They got us. They got a slew of season desist letters are going through, so yeah. um, we'll get to that. Some class in college, so we got def- defamation lawsuits probably from yeah. uh, Patrick Reed and Bryson <laughs> uh, and Rory Sabatini. Yeah, that's right. Hey, hey I, that's awesome. Buddy. I said nothing about nice But so let's uh, let's get into some other golf. Did anybody was watch any golf other? this weekend? Yeah, was, what, was there golf this weekend? What happened, Mister Phil? Alfred Mickelson, Phil the Thrill, wins the PJ Championship at Kiowa. Mm. Oldest player ever to win a major at 50. You guys know all the headlines if you're listening to this podcast already as we're recording it Monday night. But uh, just a, a pretty cool weekend. I, I'll be honest. I'm never, I was never a Phil fan, never have been a Phil fan. Um, I used to kind of flat out hate the guy a while back. That has softened over the years, you know. Uh, and we don't have to go into that while it's we'll we'll celebrate him. But I think he's a douche. But um <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, hey, that's a good point. Tom, I, I talked to Tom last night after the tournament was over. And we said the did we not say the exact same thing, Tom? Exact I mean, same thing. Exact same thing. I was like, I you know, I was amazed I that I was that into it and like wanted him to win that badly, you know, because I, I haven't really been a huge Phil. Fan. I think uh, he does a lot of the, you know, his antics are for show, but 
you know, watching it, I, you know, it, it became real to him. Like he was going to do something that was really cool. And you could see him in the, uh, in the after interviews, how gracious he was, how grateful, um, you know, and you could tell, you can tell when somebody's there's some facades there and they're being fake. And I just didn't think he was being fake at that point, which made me totally kind of pull a 180 on how I felt about him. I was like, man, I, I think this is a really great accomplishment and he is acknowledging it. And he is, um, well, I think the, yeah. the moment, the moment was bigger than the person. Right. Yeah. And I think all of us, not only as golf fans, but just fan of, of sports understood how, um, Incredible how big, feat. how big that was. Right. What a, what a feat that is at, at 50 years old, especially because it's not like he's been playing well, let's be honest. I mean, if you look at his major yeah. record, the last five years, six years, it's pretty awful. Yeah. And so I didn't expect it. Even when he had played well, the first couple of rounds, I'm like, okay, well, I got over under on 75 and a half on Saturday. And then, you know, um, I did change my tune. I had a, I thought he had a pretty damn good chance once he was still in it and leading going into Sunday, but I got to say, yeah. I mean, the guy drove the ball great for one of his biggest weaknesses of wanting to hit the ball all over the map. He got up on a few of those holes and just, you know, at first, like starting the back nine, you're like, okay, well, this is going to be a sleeper. He's got a five shot lead. And then Louis makes a birdie and he makes a couple of bogeys. And you're like, Oh, here we go. You know, even, even my wife, Lindy walks in, she looks at the leaderboard and she goes, Oh, Phil's going to win this. And then like, right after okay. that, he hits, he hits it in the water. And what was that? 13. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, hold your horses. Uh, not hold yet, but you know, it was cool. So I, I want you guys to hear about it. I, again, I'm, I'm not a, a fan of Phil personally. Uh, I don't need to go into it, but uh, well, it, it was a, a cool thing. experience. It's a golf thing. I, I say, like when I say that, I mean, like golfers, true golfers, you know, I wasn't either. Phil drove me nuts. But if you're just outside that, that realm of being a golf nerd like we are, if you're just a casual fan, they love Phil. And if you're even further outside that, just a sports fan that kind of knows, pays attention, they love him, right? So that part of it was huge for golf. Um, but I'm with you, you know, he, he drives me nuts at times, but this was so good for golf as the, the greater game. Um, I, I loved it. And, and you saw some, you saw some rawness a little bit from him. He's, he's so stoic. Yeah. The guys are rock. I mean, he is like, he's tiger. In my opinion, I saw it yesterday. Guys got ice water in his veins and he's done. Yeah. He's been there. He's, you know, he's a yeah. veteran, but like, I think that sometimes adds more pressure because like it's been a while and he probably let's be honest, Phil's a stud and he's in my opinion, one of the greatest that's ever played the game. But even in his mind coming in there, he didn't expect to be in this position. Right. So like what's going through his mind Saturday night, you know, like, Holy shit. I might, I got like a week ago, I was like, uh, you know, shit, I gotta go play Kiowa, you know, places will whip my ass, you know, yada, yada. And now, I got 18 holes to win the damn thing. So it, it's fascinating. It, I love it. It's good for golf. It gives us great material. Like what if, you know, Joe Schmo had won, you know, we're like you and I. Kevin but yeah, Kevin Strill right now would be like, uh, he went to Duke. I hate Duke. Done. <laughs> yeah, we didn't we, we didn't talk about coach k more than kevin streelman if that was exactly day. it would have it would have very floated and we'd be talking about Duke basketball right now yeah so, so McLean, uh, McLean, what are your thoughts you know you're, you're exactly right it was good for the game you know phil is i agree with tom one of the greatest players to have ever played the game 
I think he's also one of those guys that because of his history and his experience that he's had, he is going to be comfortable in those positions no matter what. You know, he had 44 wins going into that golf tournament. And once he found himself in that position, he's able to, you know, obviously look back on all that experience. And especially with the amount of money he has, it's not like any shot is making him quiver over a dollar here or there. So he can really utilize his experience that he's had over the last 50 years. Um, and like, like you said, one of the best players of all time. He's going to be able to come through in those moments. He's not going to get nervous. He's more, I think, trying to get the job done. And he's one of those guys that still has the distance. I mean, for a guy who's 50 years old, he is just absolutely smoking it off the tee. So he's not really losing distance, which is one of the biggest reasons that someone that as they get older becomes less competitive in the past. And I guess now with some of the newer approach to the game with looking at tiger and phil now getting up into their 40s and obviously phil at 50 with that new athleticism maybe guys are going to be able to play a little bit longer they'll still be able to keep that distance a little bit longer phil obviously showed us that he can do it and be competitive and win major championships on one of the hardest golf courses on the planet so at the end of the day great for the game great addition to his resume i think he's one of those guys last point i'll make I think a lot of us growing up at the time we did in Tiger's era, era kind of looked at him as almost our villain. And, and he may, I feel like, have gotten a little bit of an unjust, I know I feel like that in my eyes, an unjust, um, I don't know the best way to say it, judgment or um, outlook on the way I viewed him. Because obviously I grew up watching Tiger and everything was Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. And if you're playing against Tiger, I'm rooting for you. And obviously Phil at one time was kind of his arch nemesis. So I think there's a lot of other guys that are our age that um, maybe share that same sentiment. But he's definitely someone who's grown on me in recent years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's not many people, right? And so we can get into the whole crowd thing on 18 um, in, a, in a few moments, but there's only two people playing golf now, if you consider Tiger playing golf, that can do something like that or, or have that kind of scene and get the fans that riled up to start storming down the 18th fairway and surround the green. It was pretty cool to see. It was really just, it's just Phil and Tiger, though, that can really make that happen. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people love Rory, a lot of people love. Jordan Spieth, and we've talked about Jordan Spieth moving the needle. It's Phil not was that. Tiger's Arnie. Yeah, it's you know, not the same level. Arnie to Jack, Phil, not quite the same level, but as far as a guy that could really, you know, had had all the fans and had the guys rooting for him, kind of the people's champ, as they say. Um, I think I think it's a there's some similarities there to that. Yeah, and that's that's part of the reason why I don't like Phil because of the whole people's thing, and I thought the media over the years just. To not be crude, not, like, to not be crude, but just you know, constantly gave him BJ's on the air all the time, and oh, look at him—he's signing autographs and smiling and and kissing and kissing and kissing babies and all this kind of stuff. And let's be honest—I've I've had I've, I've observed a few things from Phil behind the scenes that um, would not be fan friendly if if it was yeah. made public. And so, there's only one man scary. in golf. There's only one man in golf that can give a thumbs up. They they should retire the thumbs up. I that did. Was, I heard. Uh, Mr. I, I heard a great line from Justin Leonard on live from last night. They were talking about Brooks, which we'll get into in a minute too. Oh, yeah. Uh, about him icing his knees and, and Phil's gonna have to ice his thumbs. 
It was, I'm not, no, no joke there. It was the thumb, like the extension that I, it looks it's, it's an aggressive thumbs up. It's, it's like, like a really aggressive, like it's very rigid. It's <laughs> pro- protruding. It is out there. I mean, it's like, dude, you're really working hard to get that thumbs up. I would just like a little, Hey, thanks man. But it's like, right in your face. Just be honest. Thumbs up is kind of a dirty thing to do, right? <laughs> Unless you're, if you're I on mean, a bomber. I did, I did yeah. think about that, Tom. Yeah, like when he's walking, up, most right? people are like, "Hey, thanks. Tip your cap, wave a little yeah. bit." But every time he's like, "Thumb, thumb, yeah. right thumb." That's like that's his thing, thing though. Right now thumb. he's thumb. even talked about it on social media. Thumb that's for you. Like, that's and a his thumb thing. for you. Thumb for you. Hey, thumbs. But you were someone mentioned it. I forget which one of you. I don't really listen to you guys, but um, <laughs> he had some. He he talked a lot this week about focus. And how he's been working on meditating, and his his focus was on his focus. I will say he he seemed like he was like not that I've watched him much recently, but he took like twenty seconds without making practice swings. He was just standing behind the ball on every shot, just looking and visualizing. I think it went. It's kind of hard to see with the sunglasses. It looked like a couple times that his eyes were closed, right? And so they were. It seemed like he was making a conscious effort to do that. And not have the mental gaffes that he has kind of what has made Phil Phil over the years. Yeah, he, he, I, I agree 100. I de- definitely noticed that. And I, speaking of a, a friend of mine and my little brother's, uh, Wade Warner is down in Charleston, and he's a caddy out there. And his family was supposed to host Tim Nicholson for the week, uh, but because Amy didn't come, I guess Tim stayed with Phil. But he followed up with with Tim and said, "Hey, do you know you still want to walk the course?" You know, I'll show you what, you know, what we see out here. I mean, he's out there all the time. And basically, Tim said, we got it. We got a real good game plan for the week. Basically, in a nice way, we don't need you. And sure enough, (laughs) he had a super good game plan. Yes, they had a game plan. Super super good mental approach. I mean, you could see it. I mean, you're 100% right. I mean, watching Phil out there is like, it was the most calm you know, I'd seen him. I don't know what the hell he's chewing on out there. What type of CBD gum? It's he's definitely got CBD him. gum. But well, you know, we think he looked dumb. Might be a little. Might have a little more. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> did you guys? <laughs> did you guys see Paul him? Woodson. We did. Paul posted some great pictures and videos. From yeah, the my little brother was there all week, and or not all week. I think he was there on the weekend. But but uh, he, that guy. Shout out to Paul Woodson. I mean, he yeah. always finds a way into the coolest stuff. He was. Like, <laughs> Every he time was, I turn like, around. He's, got, he's getting pictures. <laughs> he's got, I mean, like two years ago, he was at Tory at the at the, uh, the event out there. And and I was like, every time I turn around, he's just he's always at the coolest events, doing the coolest stuff. I'm like, man, you're just living the life, buddy. He's, he's getting there next like, year. He's yeah, building he the house yeah, just here. Paul. He buys long tickets to see the Grateful Dead, and then next day back there hanging out with Garcia. Yeah, know? that's right. Yeah, Paul. Paul, don't let Jay keep you down. Do it now before you have kids. That's, that's right. all I'm going to say. Just do it now Shout before out. you have kids. Shout out to Paulie. Do it, buddy. And then rub it in Jay's face. He should. You should. He should do everything he can. I, I love it. I love watching it. It's fun. I live vicariously through him when he's always doing something fun. Did Did you guys pick up on on Phil going to the Claw on 17? <laughs> No, did I? You didn't see that? that? I missed that. He didn't do it for seventy-one holes, and on the seventy-first hole, he had that par putt, and he went to the claw. The only putt all day. I'm pretty sure. I I may. I don't have my. If I have my facts wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's the only time I saw him do the claw. Wow, I I think that's correct. They actually they brought that up on the uh, telecast. Did they bring it up? Okay. It's kind of unique. I mean, I think it just goes to show what a feel player that guy really is. And he just felt like in that moment, 
that's where he stood the best chance to hold that putt. I mean, yeah. that's can't, that takes some can't balls. Fault him. That no, takes I mean, hell, it works, right? That takes that, balls. That, yeah. That's a great point. Like, talk about a field player. Let's let's look back at Phil. Like, we all, well, I mean, we kind of remember that son of a gun has been good for, you know, a, a freaking hundred. One as one as an amateur, right? An amateur, and, and like, but he was coming when he was in college. I remember hearing his name. Like, there was they're yeah. talking about this guy's going to change the game. You launched it. And he had this silky little short game that was, you know, unlike anything anybody's ever seen. And it all came to fruition. Like it yeah. really played out. And the son of a bitch is 50 and just won the PGA Championship. I mean, it's, it's, it's so cool. And like, like we see those videos of him when he won. Oh, uh, was it was he won like the Tucson Open as an amateur or something? Yeah, 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 I think you're right. Yep, had that pop, had that uh like collar. Spartan Trojan helmet on. Pop collar and his eyeballs were this big. He looked like he just you know <laughs> walked into a strip club. Like he has never seen. Like he just <laughs> was eyes wide open. And fast forward to that was that was a long long time ago. And I mean, it, he was it, the next. He was the next big thing after yeah. basically Jack Nicholas. I mean, like, they were like, he's going to change the game, and then. He, I mean, he obviously has had an incredible career, but you know, three or four years later, here comes Tiger. But like really that day today, that day to now is that's fascinating. I don't know. I think it is like to be able to do that that longevity. Oh. The, the fact that he hasn't had a you know poor Tiger's you know had everything go wrong and he dudes in a he gets in a terrible car accident. Like Phil has yeah. been able to stay healthy. Um, he's reinvented his body. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. Well, I think it was funny last week. McLean typed in our chat, "Hey, what about talking about Phil's exemption?" And I typed back, "Well, that's for the U.S. Open. Let's talk about that at the U.S. Open." <laughs> well, we don't have to talk about that anymore because now he's got a five-year exemption, and you can yeah. throw that special exemption out the window and tell the yeah. USGA to stuff it. Yeah, is he going to win it, Tory? Is he going to win it, Tory? Right no now, no chance, no fucking chance, no chance. He'd, I, he'd, I, he'd almost have a better chance if he hadn't just won. I mean. It's, it's unfortunate, but if we're just looking at the odds of the situation, they just increased immensely by him winning the PGA. I also think this, the course setup's not going to, I mean, you're talking about thick, narrow fairways and thick rough. This He's course, not going to drive the ball long, the same way. This course, was, yeah. this course was set up perfectly for him. It was long. Phil still bombs it. Uh, two, it, the fairways for a PGA championship or a major championship, they were fairly wide. I mean, they're they're pretty wide. I mean, Statistically speaking, and then, and then three, the the way that the the setup of these greens. I mean, Tom, you know, we played it. A, I mean, a, a lot of these greens. I mean, Pete Dye moved a bunch of dirt, and there's a there's a quite a bit of elevation right, right on the coastline. And you've got half of the greens are pushed up, you know, five, ten, fifteen, twenty feet above the coastline, and you get all kinds of crazy lies around these greens. That if you take one guy in the field, that if you said, hey. If I know we're going to miss a bunch of greens out here, just for the sheer fact that this course is super long, there's one guy that you're going to take that that has the best short game of anybody, and it's it's him. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. I love Tiger's short game, but he did have a little stint there where he wasn't doing great. Phil Mickelson always hits the most amazing, like, short game pitch shots. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's incredible. So you put those together. He drives the ball in play. He's got the, one of the best short games that had a good game plan. Like, why wouldn't he be in the mix, you know? Way they easier to hit down, from a sandy area down. than deep rough. Exactly. Down nowhere a couple of times. Like Phil, Louis did. I mean, so like the top, the guys in the top five got it up and down 
from places. They're like, you can't get it up and down from there. And they did. Yeah. They stuffed it. It wasn't like they hit it in 12 feet and made a putt. They stuffed it in there, you know, kick in. Yeah. Just, it was, it was impressive. There was a lot of, I, you know, that's what I, I came away from saying. There's a lot of really impressive golf play this past week. Yeah. So I want to get fantastic. To, yeah. I, you know, the only place that Phil's not wanted right this second is the champion store. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> hey, he's a defending champion here in Richmond. So yeah, those guys do not want to see him right now. They're like, dude, you are killing us. Yeah. Stay you away. Know, you know who wants him to play more than anybody is the champion the champion store. store. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want to get a couple of debate topics. I'm not sure one of them is really going to be a debate. Um, I don't think, but top 10 all-time player. Yeah. Hundred percent. This this, yeah. this definitely moves him right in that mix. I mean, I think so, he's I think he's five to seven. I don't know if he's that high, but I do think he's top ten. So you, he look at it. He's tied twelfth now in major wins with six, and he uh, is right. he's he's tied eighth for PGA Tour wins. Now that doesn't you know that doesn't factor in guys like Seve and and. Uh, Faldo and those guys that played over there. So you can't just use PJ tour wins, but he's tied eighth there tied 12th in majors. I think he's at the very kind of bottom nine or 10. I think he's has crept in there now, partly because of the longevity of the career, but yeah, I mean, we had, we had this discussion with Stuart sink a couple weeks ago and how, you know, we talked about longevity and whether or not we thought it was you know worthy of a hall of fame career. I mean, again, You've got Phil Nicholson, who has also won a PGA Tour event in four de- four decades, but has also won three majors or, or won majors in three decades. That's completely different than what Stewart Singh's done. Well, no. maybe it's, it's uh, better to. Look there's at. no question that, but it's it's the same topic. Um, but there's no question that Phil's not, he's already in the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's I mean that's not the the point is is longevity and winning in multiple decades or playing at that level for a long period of time. Is that worthy of a hall of fame career? And obviously it is for, for Phil because he's won multiple majors and countless other things. But again, we're, we're talking about, we're classifying this win because as, as a great win because of how old he is uh, to win a major, the oldest player to ever win a major at 50 years, 11 months, however many days. Um, so I mean, I, I, I think it's absolutely puts him in that discussion for sure. Because how many other players were able to do that? Uh, no one. <laughs> no <laughs> other players want to major at the age of fifty. So he's got to he's got to be up in that discussion. There's other guys who played great in short shorter spurts, but you've got to throw win down there, right? Like, I, I, I so I'll go real quick, Mac, and then you go. Like, I think that the whole all time list thing is a bunch of bull. You know what? Um, you get people that weigh in, like, don't bring me somebody that played in 1918. Okay. I'm sorry. Like, that's just a different, like, that, 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 that shit. So, was, Walter, Walter Hagen's not on your list. You know, Walter Hagen, no, he is because, but what he did, right? Because he, he played in an era when, you know, everybody drank eight bourbons, you know, on the course yeah. and they played in ties and, you know, but he also dominated. So, that's okay. But like, don't bring me, you know, these guys that, you know, that, that didn't have, like, if you can't say Phil Mickelson is one of the top six players of all time, then, you know, get out of here. Top six? I think he is. 
Tell me, tell me, guys. All right, so let's all right, here. I'm gonna go down the list. Ready? Go. I'll, go down the, I'll go down the major list. Hold on, though. Hold on, though. I got one thing I just want to say on this. I think it's gonna be more of a fair argument. And I think where my ranking in my head, the more I start thinking about it, I think you need to break it down a little bit by era, a little bit by uh time period, because these guys playing in so much with so much different equipment, it's tough to relate apples to apples with everyone. Um, especially like exactly what Tom said. It's tough to relate Hagen and the amount of competition that was at the game when they're stuffing feathers in the golf ball oh. versus a guy using a Pro V1. That's my only comment. Now, I think Walter Hagen, Sam Sneed, Byron Nelson, um, Roberto DiVincenzo, De, De, De um, Julius Boros. Great, by the way. Um, you know, the, na- the list goes on and on of Sam Sneed. Jack Nicholas, obviously Arnold Palmer. I mean, you could just go on and on. I'm leaving so many guys out just off the top of my head, but there's they're played in such a different generation that it's tough. I think you got to kind of look at who's the best modern player. I mean, if you look at from 1990 to now, is Phil not oh, number well, two? Well, yeah, no, that, that's no, it's like it's like a it's like that's a no doubt 65 forward or before, but like, but also Mac. I mean, you know, in all like Harvey Ward, if Harvey Ward yeah. paid attention. He might have been the best player that's ever played the game. Yes. Ever. Ever. Absolutely. If he paid any attention. Harvey Ward would go out and whip everybody's ass with an hour of sleep the night before because he's out doing Lord knows what. But um, so it, it's all relative. But like when you really step back and look at how do you not put Phil in there, man? I mean, it's just uh, I my, mean, you gotta look so like a guy like Hagen, right? He was playing way back where he was at the tail end of his career when the Masters started. So he has 11 major wins. He's actually third all time. Yeah. Behind behind Jack and Tiger, but never really got a chance to win a Masters. So, well, can't he's also winning majors back when no one was playing. Like, I, you know, so, so, so here's here's the major list. You can't discredit majors. You so, never want to discredit them. But Mike, you run yeah, up, don't run off the, run off the major list, and then I, I mean, because I think he should be in the discussion. But if you run off that major list, I'm looking at the same list. It's tell gonna me who you, tell me. It's who gonna you be a out. little bit harder than you think to get Phil in the yeah. top ten. It's hard so, to take one of these guys out. Okay, so what are you Let's doing? Are you going majors just going, only? Just going majors only. Okay. All right. So how about this? Hold on. So you go off majors, and we'll all put up our finger, which where we think they fall in the all-time list. How about that? All right. So go, Jack. Okay. So you got Jack Tiger. They're one. Hold on. Two. Slow down. Slow down. One at a time, Jack. That's, so we do we all put Jack how many majors? Tiger? How many majors oh, and what position are they? This is a whole other argument. This is a whole other argument. This is this is going down a rabbit hole that I didn't mean let's, to go down. Are we going yeah, down the major list that. or are we let's going Jack that. and Tiger? No, we're okay. going to the major list. All okay, right, let's, so go, name it, let's skip name the three. Who? Skip the three. Let's skip into three. We got yeah. Jack and Tiger one and two, however you want to put that. Yeah, yeah. So then just going down, again, just going down the major list. Walter Hagen is third at 11. You got Ben Hogan, who's fourth at nine. You got Gary Player, t- sorry, Gary Player is tied for fourth with nine. Oh, slow down, and now, so I'm trying to think. Gary Player, where does he fall in the all-time player list? In my opinion, I put Gary Player's five all-time. Yeah, I was gonna say six, five. Yeah, I like six that. Or five, maybe. Hogan's definitely up there. I left him out on my list, but he's absolutely. Then you got Tom Watson. Let me just go down the list first, like then we can kind of debate some of the names. Hey, then you right. got Tom Watson. Hard eight then you got a handful of guys you got one two three four five guys that are tied at seven major wins harry varden bobby bobby jones gene sarazen sam sneed arnold palmer 
Cash. Those are some Harry, studs right there, boys. Harry Varden. Uh, Harry Varden, I, I respect everything about you, but bud, you did not live to see 1900. <laughs> yes, you did. He did. did. He did. I, I don't know. Barely. I mean, if you did, if you Bobby discount, Jones, I'm just. Kidding. He's definitely. I mean, if you discount Harry Varner, you're discounting Hagen and Jones. No, he played in the same. They all played in the same era. Oh shit! I thought Varden was back there in like Tom Morris's day. I mean, Varden was a little bit before. Yeah, Varden was a little bit before those guys. And Sarah's in, but I mean, of that of that era, the early 1900s. I mean, Bobby Jones was the most dominant. So regardless of you know. James yeah, because that doesn't include the amateur victories I'm reading off for yeah. Jones. Walter Hagen. I mean, Bobby Jones is ahead of Walter Hagen. So, I mean, he drops down. Yeah. If you do it by eras, Where's I think Bobby Jones down all time. What Jay, about P.J. Tour wins? What about P.J. Tour wins? Well, hold on. But so here's, here's, here's a question for you. I just listed off 11 names. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to Phil yet. So that means at a minimum, you got to throw out two of those guys to get Phil in. I put him in front of I put I put him in front of Varden. Sarazen, Sarazen, me too. That's hard to do, but I, 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 I'm doing it. Uh, and then he's tied with. He's now tied with Watson. Is he in front of Watson? No, that, Watson's that's got eight. A tough one. That's Watson's a tough got eight. One. But, but eight wins. How many PJ Tour wins? Because Watson. While major majors are definitely something that plays a part of this decision. I don't think it can solely be based off of that. Phil has 44 PJ Tour wins. 45 now. 45 now. So Watson had 39. That's 45. He played, he won 45 golf tournaments, and a lot of them were in the Tiger era. Right. Yeah, and that that has to be taken into consideration. Hold on. They also one of the well, this oh, is a, actually this is a cool stat too. Bring it. So they list their winning span for majors. So Tom Watson won nine majors between the years of 1975 and 1983, which oh, is pretty close. pretty incredible short stretch yeah. of, of golf there. But Phil Mickelson has won. Majors from 2004 to 2021, which is a pretty pretty large band. I mean, that's well, 17 and- years, and not too many other guys are, are close to that. I mean, the, the the obviously the greatest is Jack Nicklaus. He won over a 24 year stretch, his first major to his last major. Um, so, I mean, that's super incredible. And Tiger well, Woods exactly the same 24 years 22. from his first no from his first major to his last major 22. We just say this is the, golfiest, the nerdiest, golfiest conversation, but I love it. Like I would, I will debate well, this until the sun comes up because hey, it, this yeah. is great shit. That's hey, a great J- point. So Watson, like Watson does, I don't think Watson gets the credit he deserves. No, I agree with that. But hold on, Tom, I want to make one thing before we jump off of that because I had a point yeah, back it go, up. Go back to where we're No, 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 you're good. You're good. What I was going to say though is that. Phil also won that first one in 2004, and we talk about how long of a stretch that is. But a lot of people don't remember, for the longest time, he was the best player without a major. And that was a big topic of his conversation. He started, I think, first year on tour as a pro, 92, 93, somewhere right in there. Um, And it took him 11 years. And during that time, he was still... Before Tiger, he was the young, up-and-coming guy. You know, He was right there with Davis Love III. They were kind of two of the the big young heavy hitters, long players um, that, you know, Phil had the nickname. Ernie, Ernie jumped in there Ernie. with the U S open late 90 victory. Absolutely. VJ was playing good there, but you know, in terms of our, your personalities in the game and your superstars are kind of young, young guys, those guys were right there. Phil was there, but then he became that guy for the longest time, wondering whether he was going to get over the hump. And now we look back and say, you know, how long a span it was in between majors. You know, it's, it's kind of cool to see what he's done with his career and incredibly impressive 
um, at how he's made it last and the longevity upon it. I mean, it's, I think what was it? He was inside of the top 100 for how long? Yeah. Up until just recently, just so recently, he, yeah. He looks, he looks, he's a beautiful man now, too. Like, he looks, well, great. let's my, be honest. No, he looks great. my kids. My <laughs> Did daughter, you see the picture he posted today? Somebody asked him how he was celebrating, and he was like, shirts off, guns out, all tan, tanned up, hairless chest, oh, sipping wine it? by the pool. I'm like, that's kind of the one of the things I roll my eyes at, like, <laughs> contrived, <laughs> contrived Phil. Like, come on, yeah. Oh, see that—that um, that makes it suck a little bit because I don't want to—I don't hear that. That's garbage. I didn't see that. One, my one other. We're watching one yesterday other. afternoon. My and Sarah Grace was like, "I was like, hey, do you think that guy's older or younger than Daddy?" She's like, "Oh, he's much younger than you." <laughs> <laughs> this is when I still had the mustache, you know, with yeah. white. So, but um, I was like, "The guy's a lot older than me." She's like, yeah. "It doesn't look like it." I'm like, "Well, because he pays attention to his body." Um, I was going to one other point there talking about consistency. You know, we look at the major wins, but um, the, the runner ups in majors is, is I know it's first loser, but it still holds some clout. Mm-hmm. Again, the number one runner up of all time is Jack Nicholas with 19. But that's uh, insane. That's that is really insane. 18, 18 major wins and 19 runner ups. But uh, that's followed up with Arnold Palmer, number two on the list with 10. And number three is yours truly, Phil Mickelson. I think six of which were U.S. Opens, um, which is incredible. Um, How many yeah. of those were to Tiger? It, I, uh, probably a couple. I, I, I know at least two, two or three. three. Right? Yeah, I know at least two or three. But, so, I mean, that's Jay, that unbelievable. Means right there. That's a great point. Like, how do you not put him in the, some, the top I mean, six? Look, seven, one, you know, of all time? The, the 2004 U.S. Open at Wingfoot. Uh, 99 U.S. Open at Piners and we lost to Payne. I mean, it lost by a shot. You know, one putt on these holes. And obviously, Phil kind of blew it at, at Wingfoot at 2004. But, I mean, you, you go down the list and there's multiple opens that he's lost by a shot. If he gets one or two of those, now he jumps up to eight majors. And now this whole discussion is completely different, you know. And he's got the career grand slam if he wins one of those opens. Um. Right. I know. I, I mean, I don't think we're going to determine if he's the top ten. I just think it's an interesting debate, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah. he's in it. And then you start looking at this list, and you're yeah. like, ooh, Good point. It's, there's a lot of a lot of studs up there. <laughs> it's a lot of studs. So it's like, who you, who you throwing out of that list, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, yeah, so it's not it's, it's uh, not about it's not as much about you know trying to jam fill in. It's like, how do you how do you eliminate? How do you omit some of those guys? And it's know? easy to take you know, like you said, it's easy to take Harry Barden out. It goes 120 years ago. <laughs> you know, that's a, you know, it's not relevant to the people now. They don't, some people don't even know what this guy looks like. They've never seen him swing. But. I've, I've seen the movie, the greatest game ever played. Yeah. But he lost, was, he lost us, he lost to Shia LaBeouf and at the country club. LaBeouf. You saw the, you saw the remake of the movie, but you've never seen him swing. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. I just did my 10. I just did my 10. All right, well, I'm not going, I'm not doing this. I'm not going over straight tens with everyone. No one really cares. It's just an interesting debate to say that, Hey, he's probably in the top 10, but it's, it's a hard debate. And, and yeah, you can say, fuck me. You can say it over the airways, McLean. <laughs> we will. Here's another time on that. You know, <laughs> here's another debate. And I heard this, or I saw this flash up on the TV screen when I was walking by to say a better performance or more impressive. Brady winning the Super Bowl this year at 43 or Phil winning a major at 50? 100% Tom, uh, 100% Phil, Phil Mickelson. 
<laughs> Phil. You covered them both, Tom. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I wasn't. Uh, you know, 100% I, Tom Brady. I, I, I have a man crush on Tom Brady. That's that's a tell, tell me about it. Hey, yeah. He's winning at fucking life. He actually told me that he prefers you over me, Mikey. So you know you're in. I've been doing something. Right, that, this is actually this could no, this is a great. I don't think I I don't know if I have an answer did, to this. I don't know who uh, Phil Phil didn't have Antonio Brown or or you know Gronk or he didn't like Phil was out there on his own. He had his, his brother. God bless him. You think? No, that's the, that's the biggest thing in Phil's advantage. It's an individual sport, right? Where yeah. Brady has. And Phil has coaches, but Brady has a, a huge coaching staff. He's got an offense and a defense in different positions to support that. Yes, and he's but Phil's got him and his caddy, and yeah, they hit balls in the range in the morning so with the coach. Tom but, Brady could throw a wobbler on a bad pass on the outside. And Jay, you know, like look, listen to me try to talk football. I know yeah, throw that, throw that deep I'm out. assistant coach of the flag football team. You're right, dude. Throw he that, could throw a shit pass, and Gronk can snatch it out of the air, make this amazing play, and and run it for 15 yards, like. All Gronk and and Tom and Tom Brady kind of gagged it right, but he got saved. Like that doesn't happen in golf. Yeah, like you. But what about what about the aspect in Brady's defense that it's also you're talking how many games? Twenty twenty games in a grueling sport that's way more taxing on the body. And I don't buy it. Like PJ Championship, the win the win was four four days. Okay, walking with nobody hitting you. I mean, now if Brooks hit him, that's a different story, which we'll, we'll get into. Hit Brooks, man. Yeah. Who would you take, Phil Mickelson or Brooks Kepka? Oh, Brooks. I'd take Phil out of day. Fuck Brooks. Uh, Phil is 6'3", 220. Brooks Kepka is 6'195". I, I, I mean, I'm just saying. See, Brooks I mean, goes Phil's love. goofy. He is goofy. But. Yeah, but I'm not sure if you've heard Brooks Kepka's an athlete. I'm not <laughs> sure if you've heard him say that. But You know what Brooks Kepka also is? Disrespectful, and he's an asshole. We're gonna get we're gonna get to him in a second. I want to hear McLean and Jay's take on the Brady Phil. Um, no, I, you both make good points. I mean, I there's there's an element to you know being out there on an island by yourself playing golf. I mean, I've done both of them. One of them at a high level, you know, obviously football at a, only at a high school level, but you still you kind of get the feel of it. There, to that point, though, Tom, that you you mentioned about you know uh, you know he he can have good receivers and people bail him out, but he can also be perfect and have a, a bad teammates that are not as skilled and it can make him look bad. So it's a good combination. You have to have all the right pieces. Um, you know, it, what's, what's a greater feat. I mean, that's, I, I think it's, it's really incredible that he was able not only to win seven Super Bowls, but to go to a first year to a new team and then still be able to go to the Super Bowl. It's super impressive. Gosh, I think it's super impressive. But you know, again, you got Phil Mickelson winning at 50 years old, which we've never seen. So you get Tom throwing up. things over there. It's a I don't. Up. I honestly don't know which way I'm going to go in this. I'm, right, I'm going to sit on the fence. We, we, we know we incredibly. Go. No, I really don't. Incredibly you're, talking about, you're talking about one of my favorite athletes of all time in Tom Brady, and someone who I don't like in Phil Mickelson. But uh, I'm taking I'm the not bias, to take anything away from. I'm taking anybody. the bias out of it. I honestly don't know which way I would go in this. Yeah, they're both. I think incredible both feet. both incredible Phil, in their own. Phil, respect. you're exposed. Phil Mickelson, you are exposed, brother. And the win is on you. You cannot. And I'm not taking again. Like I know Tom Brady's exposed too, but I just I don't know, man. Like you cannot. He is, but he's also one of the most well protected guys at the same time. I mean, it's not like it's not like he's running nonstop. I mean, he's not running around like Russell Wilson. No, but uh, like you throw a great pass and a guy drops it, like oh, 
man, you drop the love, love. Feel like it's it's you. Everything you do is on you. Yeah. You cannot say anything about anybody else. Or you throw a shit pass and some receiver makes this world-class catch, you know. Or when you throw a shit pass and no one catches it and you're not penalized. You get to go back and try three more times. Yeah, exactly. You so know? you just, you're, you're, yes, I agree. There's a couple different ways. And I, I agree. I don't think there's anything to be taken away from either accomplishment. No. They're both incredible and obviously speak to their position in the all time greats of the game. And Tom Brady's obviously regarded as the best, if not the best, regardless. There, he's, he's one right. or two, no matter how you look at it. And I think he's probably one in my book. But just saying that, just for any of the guys that want to make an argument about somebody from 1895 that I don't know who it is. <laughs> uh, going back to that. But no, regardless, great points by both guys um, or great accomplishment by both guys. And, um, you know, I think what we saw Phil do can be replicated in the future now with modern athletes athletics being brought into the game and i think it's something where we're going to see some of these guys now that have done this their entire career start to get in that 40 year old age bracket here soon and i think we're going to see a lot of extended um careers and guys playing better into their 40s where you know they say a lot of guys go to hang on or hopefully they have enough status to be able to practice for the senior tour yeah yeah does before we go does tiger beat Phil Mickelson's record and become the oldest major champion of all time right now. Given the status where he is right now on crutches, yes or no? God, I really you know, hope so. Do we know really anything so. about his status? Like, we don't know if he has two legs. We no, he does. I saw our picture today. Yeah. yeah you it, know, it could be a fake leg, probably. No, good point. You're, you're a good point. It, look, it looked almost like, I mean, that it certainly wasn't a normal cast. I mean, it had like a sleeve I, I on love it. how the coverage this weekend would not say a damn word about it because they're like, if you're not going to give us any information, we're not going to acknowledge your existence. Yeah, they, fair. They, you know what they said? They're like, 99 of the top 100 in the world are here. And <laughs> the other guy, you know, they should have said, we're, we're pulling for him, but, like, if anybody would return a phone call, yeah. we, could, we could update you on his status. But they won't. So 99 out of the top 100 here. Yeah. Doom. Yeah, I like that. But it also kind of broke my heart. So. All right. Well, let's let's kind of move on to some other characters from the weekend and the course and those kind of topics. Um, again, great great job by Phil. Uh, All time win. It's up there. Um, you know, put it this way. Again, I I listen to a lot of sports radio and and primarily Boston sports radio, and it was like on their second segment. They never talk golf. Never talk golf on this show. Almost never. And like after their first commercial break. They started talking about it. So that's that kind of big, right? If yeah. they're talking about it, it's a it's a big story. Like I always kind of use that kind of stuff. If if golf makes it on their show, it's a barometer of how big the story is. So it's it was a huge story. But let's get to um let's get to Mr. Jenna Sims. I mean, Mr. Brooks Kepka. <laughs> and um one, I think it was a surprise that he was in contention with the knee issues, yeah. with how poorly he's been playing since the knee issues and, and going back to the beginning of the year. So good on him there. But I came out of the weekend hating him even more than I did before. <laughs> yeah, I lost a lot of respect for him. Um, I, I'll say this. I, I, I lost a lot of respect for him as a person. I, I still think he's in a hell of a golfer, and what he did was a pretty incredible feat considering what he's coming back from. Um, the guy's shown that he's still got it. He His trajectory, the way he... Um, he makes contact with the ball. He hits a very penetrating golf ball. 
Uh, he gets on top of it. Very heavy it's golf very ball. Straight, yeah. Yeah, it's a very heavy, very straight golf ball. Um, again, lost a ton of respect for him. Um, even if someone did bump your knee, don't mention it in the media center. Leave it. No, leave so it re, re, relive that. Remind me because I, I heard comments of that. I don't. I don't. I didn't hear exactly what. So yeah. someone someone asked him, you know, well, what was it like with that crowd on eighteen walking down the fairway and this and that, and he's you know in the typical Brooks, hardo tough guy fashion was like, oh, you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have minded it if someone didn't ding my knee. You know, I was walking through there and got hit a couple of times. I think it was on purpose. You know, I got hit pretty good. You know, feel like shit now. You have to put some ice on it. Da, da, da. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, it, yeah. and he, and he's already like, even all I was already, he was already on my nerves earlier in the week listening to his damn comments because he just work. plays the, he just plays the, oh, I don't care. I'm better than this. I'm da, 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 da. I'm a tough guy. I'm an athlete kind of whole thing. Like he, he tries to play off that he doesn't care what anyone thinks, but then I think he really does care that people think that he's the tough guy. And I don't know. And then he just capped it off with those comments after the round. And I was like, all right, I'm done with you, pal. He, he's made, he de- definitely is making it hard for people to like him. And it's, t- it's you know, the, the problem with it is it's taken away from, you know, how good he is, you know, the way I always look at it is like, man, you know, it's one thing to answer questions. I mean, the media wants to, they want to know about you. They want to hear about who you are because that's, if they, if you can tell a little bit about yourself, they can just showcase or exemplify your skill set and how good you are. And I think he's taking away from how good he is with some of his comments sometimes. It's like, the guy's Ooh, incredible. Rory. Rory's a perfect example, right? Yeah, Rory is the opposite. I mean, he does. Yeah. He 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 really he makes people like him, even though you know. Rory and Spieth give you think, too much information and are too real and open. Yeah, but I mean, and, Rory, I think he he does himself. He he always does himself a favor by answering questions the right way. He's reasonable. He's not trying to be rude. He's respectful, and I think people like him and they want to hear what he has to say. And, you know, from a skill set standpoint, they're both super ultra talented. But, you know, who do you I mean, who do people pull for? I mean, people I, I feel like most people pull for Rory because he's very likable and people can relate to him. But if you've got the guy that's always got a chip on his shoulder all the time, it's like I get sometimes you have to have that a little bit. But, you know, I don't want to hear every week, you know, give me a week where you're like you just give me a normal response. You know, it's like, Hey, just answer the question. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be a big show. Every time uh, the media person asks you a question, you don't have to, you know, go to the 10th degree every time. And I think, and I, I, I don't, I, I don't think he, I don't know if he does it on purpose, but it, it, he's not doing something any favors because he's, he's one of the top 10 best players on, on tour from a talent standpoint. hundred percent. What do you, what do you think, Tom? No, I, I could not agree more, Jay. And I, um, I haven't disliked anybody on tour like this, maybe ever. I, I think he's disrespectful. I, I like I, I he he's a he's a he's an embarrassment. I will say that. Like I think the way he goes about everything is wrong. He had an opportunity to be the I don't know. He he squandered a great opportunity to be a like a, an not an ambassador, whatever. But like he was. You know, he was another another young, cool, hip athlete for golf. Right? Yeah. Like we need these guys. Let's yeah. be honest. Golf is, you know, this LeBron James is not, he doesn't play golf. Okay. You know, Michael Jordan didn't play golf. 
Like we, you know, we had Tiger. Not professional. Thank, thank goodness. <laughs> you know, but Tiger, but I'm saying like Brooks had an opportunity being a Nike athlete, like being a physically fit, like he was a stud. Like he could have really gone about this differently. And and I, yeah. I you know, I'm embarrassed for him. Um, the way he's handled it. Like he he's uh he, he's, he's, he's I, I don't know. I I really dislike the way he's done done a lot of things, uh, yeah. especially some of his interviews. It's just, come on, man, like do better. You, you're a, you're a, you're a smart kid. You know, yeah. you, you, you're a stud. Is he? So good. Is he? Is he smart? It, it's like Mikey, to your point though, it's almost like he, it's like he's trying to live up to this persona of being kind of like a hardcore like a guy. Yeah. I don't know if he's really like that deep down. I feel like no. he's that's just, the thing is I think he created his own persona for himself and now he's trying to live up to it and yeah. it's digging a deeper hole for himself. Like, it went kind of sideways on him. Or yeah. something. I don't know. Like, because I don't think look, guys, when he was winning his early majors, to be honest, he would we none of us thought this about him. No, We're like this guy's a badass. He launches yeah. it and yeah. he and he was he was kind of a, a breath of fresh air. Yeah. And then it kind of got kind of dark and clouded. Like he just kind of yeah. Um, yeah. he went in, not introverted, but you know, through his interviews or whatever it might have yeah. been. Yeah, right? then they he started doing wife, this whole you know, posting pictures with no top on, you know, with her hands on her boobs or something. I got nothing wrong with those posts, um, but <laughs> keep those up. But the, no, uh, it's a big cycle. And, you know, like years I, I hope ago, the best for him, but he's going, he, 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 needs to, he needs to change his path. You know, when he wins, you know, four majors and pretty much nothing else. And they're asking him, oh, well, I don't care about the regulatory events. And they ask him about, remember, I don't know, a few months ago, they asked him about his practice. Oh, I don't practice. I don't have balls. I don't play. I was like, I just show up to the, I just show up to the event and then I play. I'm like, how about dude, how about just, up? How about just say it? Golf is hard, and for whatever reason, I play well at the majors. I don't know how to explain it because really, he can't explain it. Well, the flip no. side is Rory. What you we just talked about. Rory is the flip side, right? Rory lets you in. Rory's like, yeah, I'm mad, you know, and and I'm struggling with this, and he, and, and and I'm frustrated. You you see that through Rory, and then he's, no. but he's also respectful, and you kind of you feel that flow with. So anyway, I, I think that you know Brooks is great for golf in some aspects, and he will be, and he's going to be around for a long time. Let's be honest, he's Brooks Kepka's name will be on the leaderboards for the next twenty-five years. Yeah, he's, he's that good. good. Early thirties. How old is he? How old yeah. is Kepka? He's thirty-one. So bad. If his knees can thirty-one, hold. I was thinking, I was thinking mid-thirties, but he's and thirty-one. I want him around forever. Like I, I mean, I love, I, he's such a juxtaposition. Ten more point. years. 10, that's, 10 that's, to 12 more years of majors. I got 10 points for that word. But I feel um, like I feel like all the listeners are gonna think I hate everyone. Do I? <laughs> Except Tom Brady. He loved Tom Brady. Well, we know that. I hate all, the, I hate all the, the players on tour. I don't though. For the listeners out there, I do like some people. Who who but, is your favorite player on tour? Well, Tiger Woods. Yeah, okay. All right. The real okay. players, like players that actually play. Jordan, Jordan Spieth, Roy McElroy. All right. Okay. I, I'm familiar with Rory. Colin. Tom, I love Tom. I loves Jordan Smith too. I love breast milk. So hey, hey, your boy played really well this week. I and mean, you know how you know how whiny he was out there. I had, I actually have a friend who I will not name that followed him for 18 holes. He said it was intolerable. He just <laughs> his chatter. Ooh, ooh, oh, I hit a good shot there. It didn't. Oh, I got no spin. Oh, it didn't. I got out of the bunker and it was perfect. But it went. In, you know, like intolerable is what he said. And entertaining, entertaining well, to some. I didn't fucking ask you what you thought at the moment. All right. <laughs> Jay asked me a question. <laughs> so anyway, I love everybody you love except your boy. 
because he <laughs> is a bitch. I love the guy. I don't care. No, he is. Uh, I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch too sometimes. Whatever. <laughs> no, you're not. Different level. Like you might, you know, different. Uh, level. So let's let's get into the whole because of this kind of rant we got on about Brooks was he was talking about you know the crowd on eighteen. Did you guys think that was cool? I thought it was cool, but did it get a little out of control? Yeah, hundred percent. No, 100%. really out of control. No, no. I think it's great to let the let the the uh, the fans run up by the green, but let the players get up to the green first, and then let them fall in. Yeah, a little dicey. Like you couldn't well, see yeah. Phil. Phil was like somebody this. grabbed Phil. Yeah. So they I was didn't. sitting here. The problem was that they didn't do it. it. The boys. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, McLean. They didn't do it the way they used to. They didn't have the rope out there. Normally they have the rope, they take it off and they have it strung across so that they create a little bit of gap between the players. And it was yeah. literally just some, uh, it looked like the sheriff's department just sitting there holding their arms up and they didn't have enough. Well, cause it wasn't, it wasn't planned. Crowd. No, it, it didn't go and well. The whole, the whole, the whole fraternity, the whole Sigma guy fraternity or whoever it was from college of Charleston was out there, you know, <laughs> other than frat stars were like, yeah. Well, yeah. that's what I heard. I heard one of the shorts. guys last night. You can see night. their underwear hanging out of their shorts. You know, those guys like the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the four-inch inseams on their khaki yeah, shorts. Don't <laughs> get me started about those Southerners and their, how they dress. Sorry, I talked about their personalities last week. <laughs> Easy. Video, um, video no one's seen yet, but Phil's like, I'm going to beat the shit out of all y'all. <laughs> well, I heard I heard one of the reports on the Golf Channel said that he was out there on the eight, like, kind of walking the rough on 18 inside the ropes. And it just started with some overzealous fans just saying like, fuck it i'm going and then everyone followed so like they couldn't hold them back they couldn't hold them back it was it's like amazing. at that point they had lost control and it was it was they were just in you I know trying to manage it as best as could i mean i think it's cool when they do that like they happened at east lake with tiger yeah a few years ago that yeah, i didn't was awesome. know did, did yeah, they do that there was like a there was tiger, like a no. three seconds three seconds yesterday we all went well where yeah. is yeah. Where's, like where is everybody yeah, yeah. I did, we did the exact same thing. yeah you're like what this is I mean, I get it's fun. It's it's a it's cool setting for TV and everyone. It's a lot of noise. You get a lot of audio, you know. But if 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 one you, you take one player like, you know, I guess Brooks said that, that wants to get rowdy, I'm like, oh, here's my chance. Maybe I can get in there and, and buck one of these guys, and nobody will really know it's me. And now you're endangering the players. I mean, I I, I mean, I'm not trying yeah. to I'm not trying to sound like you know. No, too oversensitive here, but they are still there to compete. I mean, what are the chances that you let fans on the field when Tom Brady is trying to throw a pass right. or a you know, coming off the here. field going to the sidelines? I mean, they would not even they don't they don't come within a hundred feet of each Yes, it did get out of control yesterday. So yeah. I mean, I, I for the players' safety, when a lot of these guys are drunk, they're you know over the top. You know, you got to keep a little bit of a boundary. Um, so I, I do well, like. I do like having the fans come up by the green. I think it's cool. They just they needed to do a better job of holding them off until the guys got up. I mean, these people are out there drinking all day in 90 degree weather. Like, uh, something bad's going to happen, right? So here's another thing too. I, I, you know, now that all these this isn't just this weekend, but now that all these events are starting to let more and more fans back, and it's awesome to have cheers and roars. And can I have as another PSA to fans out there? Don't fucking yell dumb shit on the tee boxes like mashed potato and get in the hole. Oh, my God. You actually I, I was talking to Lindy about this. We were watching it and someone yelled something. And I was like, do these people actually think they're funny? Like and this also this rant is for the buddies that are next to him that are r- laughing and enabling it. Guys, you're fucking morons. You're idiots. Don't <laughs> yell this stupid shit, please. That's it. I'm done. But 
that doesn't know me about the fans being back. It's a good point. It's a good no, point. I agree. Uh, it it does get a little out of hand. And the whole problem is that it's all old. If you're going to do it, at least come up with something original and funny because the shit mashed potato over and over. Yeah. Get the whole. Yeah. I mean, come on. Okay. Hold on. What would you, what would you guys yell? McLean. Oh, what would you yell? One chance. What would you go? Are you a Baba Booey kind of guy? Dude, yeah, see, what? Baba Booey's awful. That's the worst yeah, thing I've ever heard. It. It's the absolutely worst thing ever. I, I would, would yell, yell emergency I nine golf yell. podcast. The <laughs> only thing I would yell for is if there was someone with a beer cart I saw in the vicinity and I would yell cold beer here. That's a, that's probably about as far as it'd go. <laughs> I'm not that guy. Yeah, I'm not yelling. I'm not answering your question, Tom, because I'm not going to be that guy yelling. No. I just told people not to yell. Yeah. I would probably yell something, but yeah, only yeah, in the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm thinking. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. It's, sound it's gotta. It's gotta. Sound it's gotta be fitting for the shot. Like when a guy hits his drive, you can't yell "get in the hole." But if he's hitting like an iron shot on a par three, well, what I mean, are you yelling? You can yell "get in the hole" like after he hits it. Like, all right, yeah, yeah you want to see it get in the hole, but don't yell "get in the hole" on his drive. Like, he's it's only he's getting not the gonna hole. hit it in the hole. Yeah, if, if it lands and it's going towards the hole, what are you hole? going? No, no, hold on, stop, Jay. You can't yeah. say "get in the hole." What are you going with? I can't use "get in the hole." I'm no. probably not going to yell. <laughs> I'm going to yell, Brooks. Brooks, you're the man, Tiger. I'm going to yell. I'm going to yell. You're the man, Tiger. For anyone, it doesn't have to be Tiger. That's, that's see, that's brilliant. <laughs> you're the man, I Tiger. I love that. <laughs> see, we needed to hear Just that. Pay homage to him, no matter that, what. That's what everyone remembers. If you were, if you would yell that on the coverage, and they heard it on Sunday, they would have made it. They'd be like, "Hey, you know, there's somebody out there throwing the shout out." Jim Nance would be like, "Hello, friends. There's a there's a patron out there that loves Tiger Woods, and he's patron, you know. And we're going to take this opportunity to wish our friend Tiger a good, good, well written, and hope his. Well, that's nice. He's not dead, right? You know, I don't know. I don't know by all accounts, but who could say? That would have been good. Um, what did you guys think of the golf course? I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it needs to host. It needs to host a Ryder Cup ASAP." Absolutely, I think it's Perfect a great. Golf course. It's, I think it's a fantastic match play golf course. Yes, I mean it was the course was built for match play. Yeah, it was built for yes. the Ryder Cup. That's a great. It was point. built really for. It was that's what it was built for. So was it? Was that really? Was it? Yeah, was it was built for yeah. the ninety-one yeah. Ryder Cup. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they I mean, lost. They lost years. their. They lost their other site. Something fell through with the site that they had initially announced, and they just like boom like that. I forget the exact story. I actually just heard it not too long ago. I should remember this. Getting um, people in and out of there is a pain in the ass, though. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was it opened just before the 91 Ryder Cup. It was like two years, 1989. They were like, oh, we need a course. And the owners then of Kiowa were like, and the developers were like, yeah, we're going to do this. And they had, I think they owned the other course that was supposed to host it was what happened. And it fell through there at that other course. And they said, well, we, was, we still want to host it at our development. And they brought Pete Dye in and built it. and. There you go. But I thought they set it up perfect with it's the wind and the firmness and the greens. You know, what was six under? He, he gets it done, man. Your boy, Kerry Hag there, Mikey. Your PGA pro. Well, yeah. And I, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure I've loved all of his work over the years in some PGAs. And maybe it's more about course selection than I am about course setup. But, um, I don't know. I thought this was, I mean, obviously the visuals, the aesthetics, how it showed on TV, 
you know, from an entertainment standpoint, it is a TV show that we're watching at the end of it too, right? Mm-hmm. Camera angles and drones and flyovers and this kind of stuff. It's it's cool. I was digging, like just from a telecast standpoint, I was digging the the wind gauge and what it was, what was the average for 10 minutes and the gusts and then okay, it was an actual yardage, but what's it adjusted to? I thought some of that was was pretty cool and fascinating. Something different to show the viewers. How about when Phil called, like, had to call out the? Um, he's like, "Hey, was, will you, you know, radio to the TV crew to get that drone out of the way?" It was such a Phil move. Yeah, it was like, and Very and tough. Dottie, Dottie Pepper, who I've spent time around Dottie Pepper. She is the classiest, most wonderful human being. She's the best. Jay, you remember, like, she was yeah. there when at, back in the, we were in college. Yeah, remember, remember she's, gr- she's great. She's just a good woman, and. She's. I think she's really good at what she does. Yeah. I, I'm a huge Dottie Pepper fan on the golf course. But you hear about them chanting Dottie, you know, Dottie, Dottie. But she's awesome. She's yeah. great. So on Saturday, Phil's like, you know, he got to move that drone, and Dottie's like, yeah, that drone wasn't really in the way at all. Right <laughs> out, caught it out. Yeah, it was very soft. She knew exactly the way. Her just her delivery was. Yeah, bad. you can't be mad at her the way she yeah. says it. Yeah. yeah. So. She, I mean, I, I did see. I mean, you could see a couple angles where they had the camera set up. And you you see, see the drone, yeah, in the background, which is kind of crazy. Noise would that bother you, Jay? Like, all right, if you're playing in the PGA, Jay Woodson playing the PGA Championship, and you hear the. I mean, no, the guy yelling mashed potatoes would bother him. Yeah, maybe, maybe that. You're right, Mike. The mashed potatoes things would would be pretty annoying. But the the drone is is a little creepy. Like if everything is somewhat quiet and you hear that. It sounds like you're getting ready to get attacked by a swarm of uh, Japanese hornets. I mean, it, no joke. <laughs> I mean, it, hornets. It's a little unnerving. You're like, you, you're getting ready. You are getting ready to duck a little bit. Like, what in the hell is going on here? So, I mean, it is a little, it is a little, like I said, it's a little unnerving, especially when you're trying to win a major championship. But um, with, you, to your point, Mike, with the core setup, I mean, I thought um, – they did set the course up incredibly well. I thought they did a great job in matching the winds. The wind changed on Sunday. It basically pulled a 180, and they were able to kind of, you know, change the uh, the the tee spots a little bit to make sure that they matched match the wind. I mean, that's, again, those are the things that uh, that you need to look at when you're setting up a golf course. I mean, you know, if there's no wind, you set the golf course up how you want it. But you've got to play you know, the wind, especially on the on the coast like that when when it's such a dominant factor you've got to pay attention to it in terms of setting pins and setting up tees and they did a good job but the one the one thing that i don't think that i don't think the viewers uh were able to see and if you've if you've played the golf course you can see it and we talked about a little bit but the amount of elevation that some of these greens are set at and again this is on right on the water obviously everyone could see that you're right on the ocean i mean it's it's pretty flat uh, and it normally is, but there's it a should couple be flat. should be flat, but there are a couple like sea level. Yeah. I mean, literally when I say flat, I mean like a, one or two feet above sea level. I mean, maybe five feet, but there's a couple greens that are 20, 25 feet above sea level. And you talk about being exposed to the elements. I mean, and that's, I think that it, it was hard to see on TV, but we've played it. We've seen it. We know how difficult it is. You've got, you take a 15 mile an hour wind and you stand 20 feet up in the air where there's absolutely nothing blocking you now you're you know 20 25 and the greens are small with a bunch of runoffs and it's it's hard it's just it's the hardest course i've ever played we've already talked about that but 
it's so, uh it's tough. That, no. like, so why do they why does it that's a great point, Jay, because like why does the so McLean, why does the PGA get it so right and the USGA for the US US open setups has struggled to get it right? Like what what's the difference? You know, you make this a, was perfect, you make a right? great point. You make a great point. I don't know that I can totally nail that. I do think that the way the course played was very fair in terms of that, I think, honestly, being possibly the hardest golf course on the planet. And if they wanted to set it up that way, it could have easily have shown that if they if they wanted the outcome to be over par, they had the golf course that it would have been very, very easy to determine that outcome. I feel like they wanted to keep some entertainment value in there, not just make it a punish fest. And I think that anytime a, a, a golf course is playing somewhere in the relation of par. And I mean, I know Phil got up to, uh, you know, he won at six under and was up as high as what did he get to 10 at one point during the week? Yeah, or nine or 10. Yeah. Someone got there early and they reined it back. They had, and obviously if you watch the golf tournament, you can tell, they went ahead and let that golf course bake out on Sunday. Um, they went ahead and let it go. And that's where I think, especially those last few groups, it played a lot tougher than it did that morning. You know, if you saw some of the morning scores, I mean, Abraham answer went out there, shot 65. Um, kudos to that guy. Again, I had him on my team, not one of the longest hitters, um, but able to do that on a golf course that played long. I think it benefited him because it played uh, to where he was getting some roll out of it. It was very firm and fast. But at the same time, it played very difficult in that afternoon when that wind got up. And what Phil did is still a testament to something that's amazing. But going back to what you're saying, the U.S. Open, I think if they would have held it there, it would have been over par. I think they have that stigma and they like that stigma. I think that's what they want it to be. I think that's something that, you know, they get their rocks off on, just like outlawing things. If we want to go back against something like a belly putter. I don't know if we've ever talked about that subject. Moving on. (laughs) Arm lock. Arm lock. They're getting rid of it. Did you hear that, McLean? They're done with it. Kind of missed. They missed the boat a little bit. Billy Horschel is now the CEO of the USJ, and he's going to fucking get rid of that shit. (laughs) As I said, moving on. I think the USGA has that stigma, and they like living up to it. I think the PGA produced a great golf tournament this week and produced a very fair test of golf on a golf course that can play as hard as any golf course on the planet. So, again, great, great tournament, great winner. Something I think we'll all look back and remember, and I do agree. We need match play on that golf course in a Ryder Cup format uh, here soon. That'd be awesome. I mean, so you, you look at it; they had a six under one, and there was sixteen guys under par. And that's like that's incredible. That's like perfect, right? I think that's yeah. a, like a great number. Yeah. Agreed. Right? If you get twenty guys or so under par, and it's not eighteen under winning a, a major, I think that's stupid. But I also don't want to watch plus four win a major either. So. Yeah. You have the ability, right? You even said, McLean, you had Abraham answer, shoot a 65. That was out there, right? Somebody can do that. And I don't want to. Stuart Sink played good, you know, played well as an old guy. So, like, you know, it wasn't just for a bombers. You know, every, they they did everything. They checked all the balls. Oh, Potty, Potty Harrington played well, right? So, yeah, I think. He his and I think I even maybe even seen it was, I think it was, maybe it was Kerry Hegg that there was a comment I read to quote somewhere that they were benefited that basically the forecast that they had at the beginning of the week was like spot on every day. Like nothing changed. Yeah. The weather actually stayed the forecast, the weather, the meteorologist actually got it right. And so that kind of, they had their prep of like, okay, here's what we're going to do. And they never really had to adjust. And they had their game plan set up of how they were going to, to, you know, where to put the T's in, in whole locations. So um, I think that helped they, as well. It wouldn't surprise me if they, 
you know, had a number in mind too, based on the way they set up the golf course. Like, look, I think that the winner, if we have perfect weather, we'll shoot somewhere between four, eight, nine under par. If we're able to control the conditions and the, how dry the course gets and so forth. And they obviously got that with, with no change in, in the weather. I mean, the wind changed directions a little bit, which they can, they can adjust for, but uh, you can't, it's hard to adjust for, you know, rain or thunderstorms or anything like that. But um they were able to uh, to kind of match up what they had envisioned for the week, and it looked like it played out really well. So, Jaybird makes a great point, and you know I think we ought to try to do so. Before majors going forward, we'll go play. Let's go play. We'll get you know we'll we'll go play that course. Oh, I'd love to do that. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Let's go throw ourselves. I'll clear my schedule for Augusta right now. Yeah, yeah. Other than that one. Other than that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let the, let's hey, let's not let's 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 set our set our heights. You know, oh god, I about broke that. <laughs> right, anyway, um, shoot for the. Did you just break break a lamp? Yeah, I'm in Katie. I'm in my wife's office right now because she oh, was at dinner and you know dragged her feet getting home. No big deal. Love you, babe. Um, <laughs> She's not listening. Uh, yeah, right. She don't care. But uh, uh, I would love to do that, Tom. I think we should try to sit there. Yeah, let's let's go up to San Diego. We're going to shoot San Diego. That. Tory no, Pines no, no, next. No, no. We got wait. All right. What's what's after that? Let's we you know we we the British. To, then yeah. the British. Oh, let's go across. I don't think we can even hey. get into that country right now. <laughs> I'm in. I got my vaccine. Let's go. We got a quarantine for like ten days. <laughs> even better. <laughs> I'm not hanging out in a room with the four of you for ten days. I would hang out. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I was about to say something. We well, would need a go. lot of supplies. Oh, jeez. We can go. Let's go. <laughs> so, what about some other uh, some other quick hitters? I'll, I'm going to throw a bunch of topics out there, and and you guys talk about whatever you want. Louis Oosthuizen comes <laughs> close again in another major, another second place. Always seems to be up there. I was surprised. I didn't realize. You know who's the number one putter on the PJ Tour strokes gain putting? Louis Louis Oosthuizen. Unbelievable. He used to be known really? as a guy that. Yes, used to be known as a guy that. Just swings it as pure as anyone, flushes it, and then just can't putt. Now he can putt. If you're the best putter on tour and you haven't won this year. Well, have you listened to Jay like in 80 of these episodes? It's not about putting. It's about ball striking. (laughs) 80. Is it 80 or is it all of them? (laughs) Pretty much all of them. Apparently he's right. We also had, you had Ricky Fowler play well, finished at one under. Why did he get, why did he get an exemption? Because he's Ricky Fowler, because he wears orange on Sundays. And is that what it was? It was a, you know, special. So I what, do. What was, the, the, what was the criteria? Yeah, I don't know exactly. Point. I don't know. I don't know how they classify that. I mean, he's had some success in the in the in the PGA Championship in the past, so maybe that was part of it. But I will yeah, say that wa- watch watching him play on Sunday with the white pants and the orange belt and the orange hat and the orange shirt, I was like, I I was I've. I yeah, wanted I almost was yeah. like, I think it's maybe time to yeah retire that. I mean, yeah, it's like that was when you were good, bro. Well, I mean, I don't it, maybe it was the maybe it was the white pants and the orange belt that was weird. Maybe it throws something different, like I don't know. I don't know. Still wear if it, the orange shirt is your thing, that's cool, but maybe don't wear the orange belt and the white pants. Like, I don't know. I feel like the white pants they've got to be it's gotta be two or three years, four, four years out. I mean, I know some guys still wear them, but hold on. Can we just can we just take a moment to? <laughs> I mean, I know I'm, you're talking about me, a guy who wore white pants every. 
Yeah. But I, that was also 10 years ago when everyone yeah. wore white pants. I thought Jay was coming to paint. Hey, uh, I saw JT, who missed the cut, he was wearing white pants this week. But look, there's still guys that do it. I, was, I, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's getting, I think it's, I think it's dated, man. I like, I think more people want to wear clothes that they can wear on the golf if course you wear white and, and go to dinner and not have to like look like an absolute clown, yeah. you know. If you wear white pants, you better be able to play. <laughs> okay? Like, and, and if you don't, yeah, I'm going to ask you to paint my shutters. <laughs> Cause, cause Tom, there was one year about 10 years ago, I was playing in the Colorado State Open and I had, I had white pants and uh, I had white loafers too. <laughs> and we were, I think oh, we went straight, we went straight from the golf course to like South Beach. South Beach. No, and it was, yeah, it was like, it was a picture of me wearing white loafers, white pants and a, and a collared shirt. I'm like, what are you doing? You wore that out like in public? But did you did you have a button up with your chest hair hanging out and a gold chain? I didn't go that I didn't go that far. I didn't go that far, but it was still it was bad enough. So I'm reading a, a, a quick article here. It says that uh, Ricky Fowler and actually they extended the exemption to John Catlin as well. Quote based on their performances, playing records, and official world golf ranking position. So John Catlin, guy who plays on the European Tour, American, who's been playing well, winning a few events over yeah. there. He got a special exemption as well. And then he also got penalized for slow play. I got to applaud the PGA of America on actually penalizing someone for slow play in a tournament. Never mind a major. He got Holy penalized. That, that'll never that, like with everybody. Remember this moment because it will not happen for another hundred years. That's great. Um, I think they I thought that was a, an interesting note that I saw earlier in the week. The tour I, nor fast. the USGA would ever do that. These assholes out there. I'm and I think I applaud the PGA for being the body that did it and to, pulled the trigger. It's a on shit it. on the road. First time it happened in a major since 2013. Mm. Who was the, who was that in 2013? That's eight years. That's wasn't big. wasn't prepared for the follow up. Oh, that's like, Jay, that's, Jay, that, I mean, wrong. you've got a lot of good stats, Mike. I, Jay, I you you Critical. you must you were probably one of the most deliberate people I've ever been around in my life. And I mean that as a compliment. Yeah, you're not. You're not slow. <laughs> you're not slow though. You're not slow. That's what I'm I was, saying. Jake, I was never. I've never. I've actually never in my whole career. Slow. I've always been toted as a fast player. Like it's That's one thing saying. to I, have I a routine, but you got to be ready to go when it's your your turn. You to go hit. through your progressions, yeah. and you like you never or you never been slow. And you you got to be. You got to be ready to go when it's your turn. So it's one thing to. Yeah, it's one thing to have a an extended routine, which I I don't know. Mine's not really that long now. It's actually pretty short. But um, and then Mikey, we've played quite a bit. I don't I don't feel like I'm take that long over the ball. I'm pretty quick. But um, yeah. but even still, um, it's that's one thing. If guys do have you know slow routines, that's one thing. But when you're not ready to play, like a JB Holmes, you know, I know he he's always under fire when he's in the hunt because it, people actually get to see how indecisive he is over the ball. And it's like, all right, man, let like. Why are you just now looking in your yardage book and talking to your caddy about the numbers? You hit, you just hit your drive 340. You're the last to hit. These other guys are hitting. Get your yardages, get ready to go. So when it's your turn, do it. <clears throat> you know? And I didn't mean, to, I didn't mean, you know. I will, I will say the one, maybe the, one of the only very few good things about Brooks Kepka, guy plays really fast. Yeah, he does. There was a couple of times I noticed the cameras almost couldn't even get to him in time. They were still watching <laughs> Phil's ball roll on the green and like, what? Oh, oh. 
Brooks's balls in the air. Like, is that is that his? I don't. I give a shit. Meter just went like down. Is that when he was like not in the, um, in the mix? I don't know. I mean, he's always been a pretty fast player. Pretty fast. I mean, I, I had a I had a kick ass mustache going, and I shaved it just because <laughs> just because Brooks, you know, he messed it all up for me. You didn't want to be associated with that guy. So, uh, Jay, to answer your question, Hideki Matsuyama got penalized for slow play in the 2013 Open Championship. He's slow. That was yeah. the last guy. Yeah, he was slow. Then He's there's a guy, the 2010 Wrestling Straits PGA, Gregory Bordy. What? European player. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's it's tough to. I think the biggest issue they have with is is trying to determine when when the shot clock starts. So I know that they've toyed with this over and over when, you know, we need to start penalizing guys, but then it comes down to when is it actually your turn to play? Yeah. So if you're the first up, you're walking up in the fairway, you know, there's a second there where you have to de- determine who is actually away. And yeah, but you really- get, that's in the rules though. You get an extra 10 seconds if you're the first to play. I, I get it. But even that 10 seconds is still, I don't know if it's enough because you may walk up and you think it's the other guy. He thinks it's you and you're 20 seconds in. Who gets penalized? You know, Jay, when Jay, you're standing there looking, it's like one good. yard difference. You know, one side of the fairway to the other side of the fairway. It's 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 not right. as clear cut, and I think that's why they haven't been able to, to come up with a good system. Too. Yeah, um, but I, I still think that they could probably do better and and find out a better way to 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 make it uh, a little quicker and and penalize guys because there are guys who take advantage of it a hundred percent. Like, what did you guys think of that story? Did you guys hear on it's it didn't really make the waves like it sounded like it was going to, but on Thursday, it seemed like a handful of guys were aiming into the left grandstands on 18 to avoid the bunkers and all the, all the crap that was right. And people were starting to say it, they thought people were doing it on purpose to get free relief. They're going to then going to drop it in an area where the gallery was, where it's packed down. You got a good angle to that green. I mean, do you make that stuff out of bounds? Is that, or is that just, it is what it is. It's just, all right. That's, that's poor job setting up the grandstands and, and, so forth yeah i mean so yeah don't don't set the drop area if you're going to give them free drop don't don't set it up so easy don't make it so uh enticing you know make it you know oh if you hit it in the grandstands you, here's your drop you're going to go back 30 yeah yards. but i think i think by the rules of golf you you can't have a drop zone for that right it just becomes well, it's it, it's a tio and the yeah. tio relief has a certain nearest point and your club length and that is not, so there's not like no, you can not, go to the optional drop zone not necessarily they can if you they can set up a local rule and say here here's a drop zone for 18 if you hit it in the grandstands this is your drop you know they can set that up in local rules they can set it up however they want i don't know if they did that for this event actually you know what you i take that back you are right because they've done it at the british open before i've seen yeah. them and they put it in like tall shit yeah they can make it wherever they want so it, again they tell you it's on the hard card it's on the local rule sheet when you get it on the on the tee it's like Hey, FYI, there's a drop zone here, here, and here on these holes, and here, your drop zone is in this area. So, I mean, they let you know, like, if you hit it in the junk over here, here's your drop zone. If you hit it in the, the grandstands left on 18, here's your drop zone. And it's 50 yards left and short. So, I don't know. I think that's, that's, it's the players taking advantage of this, of the setup. If they had done a little bit different uh, job with the setup, guys maybe wouldn't have. Uh, Another kind of interesting rules thing, too. I'm just trying to rifle through a couple of these quick topics that, Maybe interesting people, and they, they might not be, but um, <laughs> gonna do it. there was no bunkers on the golf course. Always bunkers. They made them all sandy areas. I didn't really like that. Like, you can tell what I mean. I know they're just worried about, you know, well, it's beautiful. D- DJ like, got everyone, got 
PTSD from what's yeah. like straights years ago, right? And they're worried about having to penalize people because they made everything a bunker back then. And now they've gone the complete opposite direction and they're saying everything was just ground your club, whatever. I don't know. Like there was pretty obvious bunkers out there. And then there was yeah. pretty obvious sandy areas, waste areas to me. But yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That, that was a little weird. I thought that was strange too, especially around the greens. I mean, it, it's, it's a couple little pot bunkers that you were like, that is 100% a bunker. It's right yeah. off the green. It's a bunker. Fully like, enclosed with grass. Like yeah. it's. Don't ground your club. Don't take a practice swing. That's, yeah. that's well, I mean, bunker. I don't know. Is bunker in, in the rules of golf anymore? They've changed that. No, bunker still is. Bunker's still in the in the rules of golf? I know. I, it just changed the penalty areas. Okay. Hazards are now penalty areas. My son, is uh, seven-year-old son, has signed up for some tournaments this year, and one of the, the gifts from the Virginia State Golf Association was the rule book, and that's what we read at night before we go. Was it the, is it still, is still like <laughs> Snoopy and the Peanuts? And... And, uh, no, I mean, that's what, we, that's what he the wants to read. The actual rule book? He wants to read. Yeah, we're going through... Rule by rule. I mean, it's the condensed version, not the. Yeah. It's like the little handbook, but he, we're getting ready to play these tournaments. It, I didn't make him do it. It was, his, it was his request. He wanted to. He wanted to read. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Jeez, I, I read so, Fancy Nancy to my girls. I mean, we're going through it, and I'm I'm actually learning a few things with the new new setup. It's a little weird. Um the 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 wording is different. Like there's like you have a you call it a general penalty, and then the they they the, the the amount of strokes that you're penalized if you make uh, an infraction. It's not like, oh, it's a one-stroke penalty. It's a two-stroke penalty. It's now they have a distinct name for it. Like the general penalty is two-stroke penalty, which is a little strange. I mean, you just got to get used to it. But We also had uh, Tony Fino backdoored his way into another top 10. Just the classic Tony Fino top 10 doesn't contend. Never even hear from him. You look at the leaderboard and top 10. How about that? Hey man, more power to him. Go get him, Tony. Just I mean, keep making money, buddy. Keep making money. Any human being. Like, What's that? How, how do you not pull for him and everything he does? Just, I just like, I don't I don't pull for him because it's now being. a bit on the show. Yeah. <laughs> the show the show now comes first, Tom. Okay. All right. Well, he's such a likable guy. Like every post is with his family and his kids, and he's like, man, he's just such a likable guy. I mean, he's a good he's a good guy. He's one of the good guys. He is a good guy. He's not a douchebag like Bryson or Brooks or he is a good guy. But your your point is he just doesn't win. He just backdoors his way in the top tens and majors. (laughs) Uh, That's great. Uh, What else we got? I'm trying to think. Oh, we got uh, nothing to do with the tournament. But speaking of Bryson, he was talking about UFOs this week and saw him a couple times and some disc in the sky. Then they flew into his house and he's officially a whack job. So congrats, Bryson. <laughs> uh, that was a that was certainly a strange little bit that came came out of left field. <laughs> you know, as as the week goes on, when I hear things, I have a I just go to my notes on my phone and I always have a to, a page for the the show topics. When I heard that one, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa I couldn't get my phone fast enough. I'm like, this is going on the topic <laughs> list. Yeah, yeah. you can't play on the PGA tour and drop acid. <laughs> you know the guy needs to learn they stop drug like, testing. at least at least you, you can't you can't twitter on the pga tour like quit tweeting while you're <laughs> t- dropping acid it's just a terrible idea well rich the rich learner was commenting on that on the golf channel and you could even tell that they were 
they were making fun of him too. And and without as much saying as they can, it, as much as, as they much can. as they can, exactly. Without like coming out and saying, "Wow, this is really bizarre." They just said, "Well, Bryson's." You know, commenting on the UFOs that he saw. What do you guys think? With all, they all kind of give a little side chuckle. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to say. You know, it's another Bryson comment. Which I will say, Brandall and uh, Justin Leonard together. I mean, it's hard to listen to them too. They're like, <laughs> they're so cheesy when they're <laughs> on there together. The jokes are so ridiculous. Yeah, Leonard can get a little cheesy. Oh, he gets cheesy. I mean, they're both they're both good. I'm not a huge Brandall Shambly fan. He's gotten better because he does back up. Kendall's a fucking douche. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does back up a lot Tom, of. Tom, he's, he's smart. He's Tom so comes good. in hot for those yeah. listeners out there. Tom had left the room for a few minutes while we were right. talking. Right. And, Sorry, team. No, you're great, man. That was great. Yeah. Like you're saying something. I was change. I was commenting on uh, Brandel and Justin Leonard how it's it's the oh, comments are pretty like man love. That was yeah. Great. It's a weird little thing that like they're little inside jokes and like I don't even I, yeah. I don't even think that the listeners get it and they're like looking at no. each other like it's meh. That's that's <laughs> like you guys just need to get a room. <laughs> wow. I mean, anyways, that's Randall Shambly has done. He did nothing. Like he uh, as a as a player, he didn't exist. Let's be honest. Like he was he was he. Actually, no, that's bullshit. Did he win? He, twice? he did he, win. He did win a PJ tournament. Yeah, he won one. one. Okay. I think it's one anyway. one. Yeah, but I will say this. So, like, but his second career as a you know analyst or whatever, he's brilliant, man. He's smart. He, he pays attention. He does his homework. He does. He's, like he, he's he's a rock star, I think. And he's married to a woman like half his age. Yeah. yeah, well, that's his not his first marriage, but you know, that's okay. I didn't say it was. No, well, you know, hey, look, you know, everybody gets a second chance. Hey, I uh, it was it was awkward yesterday. I went to Kings Mill. Um, I brought my my beautiful I wife Lindy that, and my beautiful girls. We had a yeah, great we time. Spending time at Kings Mill, dude. It was uh, it was really awkward though. I introduced my first wife to my second wife. It was really weird. Um, <laughs> no, I've done that too. It's so weird, isn't it? It's odd. It was really weird. She's not gonna listen to this. So, um, <laughs> then your first wife goes, you know, are you really gonna do better than me? I'm like, no. You. And then and then my girls loved her, which is great. So our, that transition's already kind of done and out of the way. Oh, you they were like, I really like Lily. She's pretty. I like her outfit. I'm like, done. Nailed it. We're good. Oh. For those those who have talked to me over the week, they they know what I'm talking about. But um, oh, that oh, Lily. She, Can uh, she hit it at all? Can she play it all? Yeah, she came in top twenty, t nineteen this weekend. Yes, she can play. Can she mush it though? No, she doesn't hit that far. But she doesn't miss a fairway. That helps. So, but we've we've digressed. We kind of touched on. Anybody got anything else on the weekend? The week of golf. Um, How about uh, Cameron Tringali? You know, we talk about the oh yes. Sunday please, spenders. Please talk about this. Talk about your big spenders in terms of just going from a hero to a zero real quick. He was, I believe, two under, tied for second. And an hour and a half later, he was tied for 125th, um, booking an early plane ticket home. I mean, that that oh. was rough. Made a 10, a 7, and a 5. I mean, he finished, I think, 10, 7, 5. Oh. Um, this is Delta Airlines. Would you like to book a flight now? Or? I saw somebody had this <laughs> exactly. ridiculous stat 
when he was like two under or three under, whatever he was, his like win, his win percentage was like 6% to win the tournament. Like four holes later, his percent chance to just make the cut was like 0.003. And like four holes. Ridiculous. Oh, that that course will do it, man. It's just, I hate to say that, but it's just, it's just so hard. It's just such a hard golf course. And you can, if you're just a little off, um, you know, if you just don't have supreme control over your ball or even just like even close to that, it'll just eat you up. It'll expose you in a second. Yeah. So he, uh, starting on 14, six, four, 10, seven, five. Mm. Thanks for coming. Six, four, 10, seven, five. Yep. You can look at Eric. Got that on your yeah. phone. It's like a zip code. Yeah, is is the ten? Uh, is it uh, the ten? The ten, I guess 10. not. Oh, one or is it? Yeah, I guess ten doesn't matter. But <laughs> it's brutal. All right. Well, I think we've kind of touched it all. We're gonna kind of skip picks this week, just since we uh, touched on a lot of topics and went in depth on the PGA. And frankly, we all sucked with our picks, so I think we kind of need a, a week off. <sighs> yes, McLean won. McLean was the winner. He was the best. <laughs> he was the best Thank sucky. You. Picker, Thank you. I, hey, all my guys made the cut. You did. You had all the guys make the cut, and we I all picked Sam Burns, and we all picked Sam Burns, who WD'd after shooting seventy-seven on day one. That was fun. Yeah, my lock of the century, Daniel Berger, shot like seventy-nine on Thursday or something like that. Did, yeah. And he, came, he, he did come back, back to make the cut. He did come back Friday, shot sixty something to make the cut. But, but yeah, that was that was a little bit surprising. Him and Rory, quite frankly. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, you know, you, you can't say Rory was a guaranteed winner, even though I'm sure I absolutely said that when I picked him last week. You and Jay both did. At the same time, you definitely expected him to at least be in the mix. And the fact that he was out of the golf tournament after winning at Quail, I thought he was a little bit back to form. It surprised me a little bit. Yep. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> well, again, thanks to all of our listeners. We will be back next week. Please. Share this with everyone. Like, subscribe, download, all that fun stuff. And uh, we always, as usual, thank you for tuning in and listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Take care.